Dave Homer, you've been to uh, Magic Castle before there in Hollywood? Uh, yeah, I have. Damn, that place is fun. It is nope. so much fun. Dave yeah. it was supposed to get me in, but he decided not to. Well, we were supposed to go out one day, and then I happened to lose the tickets. Yeah. And then oh. I was like, hey, uh, I, I lost my I was super excited tickets. about it, too. I, I lost love my Magic. tickets, and uh, they, they responded with, that's your bad. I was like, ah. Well, it was great. I was introduced to a gentleman a couple years ago, a friend of a friend that's a member there. And his son is now a junior magician. His name is Griffin, and he's freaking amazing. Like, does he, he does, call himself the Amazing Griffin? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think he has like He's just Griffin. No, I wish that it were. What kind of magician is he? Is up, he like, he's up an up close. close. Yeah, he's an up close. Those guys are super impressive. Yes. So yeah. he does like card tricks in front of you and stuff like that. And yeah. Pull yeah. a quarter out of your ear and stuff like that. He does. The, he does the card tricks. He does where he starts with a, uh, a, a some dice. And uh, and hides the dice, and and larger dice appear out of out of thin air. And he had one uh, trick that was just I don't know how he did it. Like okay. I I so I was sitting next to him. I was his you know his uh, his hot blonde haired chick. And man, I, I I was sitting right there, and he made this huge die like a playing dice. You know, like yeah. not the normal like inch by inch die. This one had to be six inches square. He pulls it out from under a hat. There's no way he could have got it under this hat because I was sitting, Dave, closer than I am to you right now. Yeah. And this massive dye, like, appeared, this 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 um, pearlescent red dye just appeared from under his hat. And I, I just don't know how he pulled it off. Yeah. Anyway, the Magic Castle, I wish it's members only, so you yeah. have to literally know a member, yep. an annual member of this club, or you can't get in. You have to know a magician, and you have to yeah. wear a stupid jacket. Well, that's uh, that's for Friday night and Saturday night. If you go for brunch and you have, like, kids and stuff, then you just have to wear uh, uh, nice shoes, slacks, and a button-down. Oh, man. You right. went at night. And night is rad, though, because all the bartenders are do- doing magic. They're not, and- no. Yeah, they were. <laughs> no, they're not. They were when I was no, there. No, no, no. They just they do magic and serve you some awesome drinks. Yeah. And then get you magically drunk. Now, <laughs> if you have dinner there, there's a special show where those shows are amazing. It's at a big theater. The Palace Theater. I was there. You can't believe how freaking awesome these guys are yeah. and magic i don't know why kevin hates magic so much <laughs> we got invited to the magic castle so omar maybe i'll hit that guy up again yes and, please. Uh, and love we'll, to we'll go. go everyone but kevin because he's all like oh we'll convince kevin i was like no you won't did you guys ever practice magic when you guys were kids like no did you guys get that into it you well, know disneyland i go to Disneyland a lot and they mm-hmm. have the magic section in disneyland I used and to go on, on Main regular, Street. Yeah, on Main Street. Yeah. On a regular basis, I used to go to the mall to visit a magic store to look at all the stuff I couldn't afford. And then um, I would scrape up money and I would buy little magic tricks here and there. Yes. You know, and right. uh, I remember uh, my biggest purchase was about $28. And it was a levitation video. Okay. <laughs> okay. Biggest freaking ripoff. <laughs> so, I forget the name of the levitation. However, I will say that it's a whole thing. So you have to be in a room that they right that's not lit well, okay? And you have to stand at a certain angle to where your audience is. So I would I would have to so I imagine I was 16, 17 and I was just like, "Hey guys, uh, stand over here. I'm going to levitate for you guys, okay? <laughs> this is how crazed I was about magic." And I they were I it was in the garage because the garage was poorly lit. I was like, "Guys, you guys have to stay here." And they're like, no, no, we want to watch you up close. I was like, they're like, no, a hole, stay here. <laughs> Part and, of the trick, right? Exactly. Like, what a dumbass. And then I go and I perform the trick, and I I did fool them. 
were they were they were their minds were blown. Really? Uh, totally, totally. <laughs> because it has to do w- with with the angle and the poor lighting, and basically it's your feet this are is the way on the, the Dave, ground. David Blaine or what's the other what's the other dude? Chris, Angel. Chris Angel does it. Yeah. yeah. Well, more, they they do Blaine, they do yeah. it more impressively, I would imagine. <laughs> so basically, it's your feet uh, are on the ground, and the way you levitate is a whole thing. You have to you know put your arms out. And kind of act like you're floating, and and you kind of, on one ball of your foot, you kind of um, lift your heel up, and mm-hmm. you're and you're doing, and you're lifting one foot totally off the ground as as much as you can. So you could actually. So get, your left foot is off the ground, and your right foot is is the the ball of your foot is touching. Right. So at the right angle, you can't see that your one of your balls of your feet are on on the ground, and you could get about five inches off the ground, make it look like. And then you do this little motion, like ah! you're wobbling. And then, yeah. And then and then you kind of like you know oh you land, and you have to act act all you know like you're tired. The whole video is about like. Five minutes long. I was like so ripped off, and and uh, I only did it once successfully because everybody else would call me on my bullcrap. They're like, "No, we want to see it." Well, we're gonna and record then, it right after this taping. <laughs> yes, we are. I, I kid you not. I was dating Cassie at the time, and you know, I didn't care. You know, she was cool, and I I, I tried to perform it for her. She, I don't know. She was nice. She, she was nice about it, but now she tells me, "Dude, I had second thoughts about oh! you." <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good. Can you imagine if that's what killed it? Like you, you trying to perform <laughs> magic for her? Like, hey, check this out. She's like, yeah, dude, yeah, this, dude, isn't, dude, gonna this work. is not going to work out. Yeah. Oh you and your magic, you and your magic geek. Oh god. I brought it on the Magic Castle in Hollywood because I was there on Sunday and I took uh, Quinn, yeah. my who just turned twelve recently, and he's totally into magic. That's he's cool. got these complex card tricks down, dude. That I, some of them I can't figure out. So he, he was teaching Quinn some some really cool tricks, and I'm sorry to go on this magic geekery, but uh, I, no I was it's cool. I don't know, it's just such a cool spot. If you can figure out a way to weasel into the magic castle, do it. Sounds cool. Dave, you went to Coldplay? I did. Boy, was that an adventure! Was it an adventure of a lifetime? <laughs> <laughs> see, lightning, because that's the title of the uh, scene. See what you next? Well, I live in West LA, <laughs> right? And uh, the Coldplay concert was at the Rose Bowl. And so I traffic figured, is easy getting in and out. Yes, right? you know West LA to Pasadena is about maybe twenty five miles. And so I said, oh, you know what, I'll leave about two hours early because they go on at eight forty. So it should have taken an hour. It ended up taking two and a half hours to get to Coldplay. Miserable, whoa, whoa, whoa. sitting in traffic. Wait, two and a half hours. So you got to the venue, or you were inside already? So I got to the venue. Oh! Yeah, so I'm like, all right, it's two and a half hours, and finally we're, I could see the venue, and they're, we're oh trying to find parking. So Coldplay even waited an extra half hour to go on, and I just got to say that it was so worth it, because yeah. this concert was probably one of the best I've ever seen. All the colors, Coldplay's just amazing live. Fireworks, like, like a Hollywood Bowl finale. The first three songs were just all fireworks. Wow. Yeah. But a couple of cool points from the show was uh, James Corden came out and sang with them. They sang uh, Us Against the World. And they start singing. And I don't know if Chris Martin is just like a jokester or a perfectionist. 
But he stops the song in the middle of it and says, hey, uh, James, you're off key. And they start practicing and stuff like that. Like he's trying to give him the key like, "Ah." and he's like, oh, okay, cool. And James Corden didn't take offense to that because I know that guy, you know, he fancies himself like a a, a musical guy. Well, he's a a theater actor. Yeah, right. He could sing, you know. So they they harmonize and and then uh, they go right into the song. And James has the the song lyrics written all on his hands. So he's he's just looking at his arms and yeah, and Dance. then and then they did a, a, a tribute to Tom Petty, Free Falling. It was such an amazing show. It made the two and a half hour drive worth it. I will never go back to a Rose Bowl show again. Really? Yeah, I've never been. it's just that it's just that bad. What if Coldplay plays again next year? Are you going to Rose Bowl? No, really? No, you and, would and, say and, no? No, and the only reason why I went is because they played. Uh, I think in last year, right at the Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. and everyone said what an amazing show it was. And I got so much like FOMO that yeah. you know that yeah. it, it was just like damn I missed it I was so bummed I was so mad at myself I said all right if they come back I'm gonna go see them of course they play the Rose Bowl again and Chris Martin even apologized on stage said I'm sorry I know it was a trek to get here but thank you you know I'm we're happy to share this with you and this let's have an amazing time told people to put their phones down for one mm-hmm. song they stopped the song they stopped Charlie Brown. And 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 said, guys, seriously, put the phones down. Let's just enjoy this together. And and did this crazy big speech, and it was amazing. And uh, yeah, so f you Rose Bowl. Thank you, Coldplay. <laughs> Are oh, we ever gonna play the intro? <laughs> Are we just gonna riff? I think we're just. Oh, I thought we were just riff talking. Well enough. Let's get into it. Come along now, take a ride with the BT. Let's get together and take a look behind the scenes. Talking about, talking about Kevin and B. Start the show, everybody grab your Vaseline. The B team, yeah. The B team, the B team. Oh, that's right. Everyone, the B team, baby. Oh, yeah. All right, so it's uh, Omar behind the keyboard over there operating all the sound effects. It is uh, Lightning, that's me talking, and Dave the King of Mexico on the other side of the control board. Now, you done? Oh, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. I find it very funny that that theme song. Took me about ten minutes to make, and it's like not too bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, people are singing it; it's <laughs> yeah, catchy. It's pretty, I baby. like it. It's I like funny. it. It's a hit. Pretty I'm gonna funny. buy it. Uh, we have some fro. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, um, I didn't feel right about using the um, uh, superstition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, right, the, the right, music so we, li- yeah, on the, I, I felt dirty last time we did Afro music as well. So you got you have new music, not new music. OG music. Oh, Shaft, interesting. Shaft. Shaft, this is the OG Afro music. Yeah. I don't know why we ever cha- changed it. This is goes perfectly with the Afro lines. Oh, I thought you were going to throw a little EDM in there or something. And just <laughs> no, I'm kind of oh, digging this. No, I, I love I, this. I'm feeling it. All right. All right, let's Here's have some Afro. Hey, uh, this is uh, podcast listener Alex. Um, I love both Kevin and Bean podcast and also the B Team podcast. I just have a question for the B Team po- podcast. What happened to, I think back in the uh, 90s and mid 2000s, they used to do instant requests that we used to request certain celebrities to interact with each other. What happened to that? Also, Omar, you're the sh. Keep playing those amazing tunes, bro. Later. Well, A, we can't get past the freaking horn in the background. Why <laughs> is like your train? train? Yo, bro, get know. off the tracks, dude. <laughs> I hope he's alive to hear this. But uh, instant request. Uh, it just. You know, kind of just went away. So if you have an instant request that you want to call the Afro line, call email the, us. Yeah, email, call the Afro line, tweet it. 
We'll get it on. Still, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's talking about a, he's talking about a musical request. No, it's no. a request. It's something like if if there was two characters that they wanted to hear a conversation about, we would we would or whatever. Say, like say if they had yeah. like a some sort of like bit idea or a common topic or whatever it is, we would play the Afro call or read the email and then we would do it. It's, yeah, it's Kevin and Beans. It's, it's a request. request. I yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah. like the last one cool. I think we did was uh, an alley mashup. People would tell Omar like, "Hey, you should mash this and this," and then. Boom. That's you mean it. an alley mashup? What, what kind of mashup? Alley? He said yeah. L.A., like Los Angeles? <laughs> yeah. Alley. I thought you were like Ellie Goulding. That's what it sounded like. Ellie. Right, whatever. E-L-L-I-E. Question for the BT podcast. When are you going to have Psycho Mike in there? Uh, he, he was the when I heard him and, and all his uh, awesome... Yeah. Um... I'm unfamiliar with his work. Good delivery. <laughs> yeah, so the thing is, uh, to be honest with you guys, Mike is is going to be so good that we're just stringing along. We've had Mike scheduled like three times. We're like, nah, put it off. Put it yeah. off. We, we just, just had him on one, scheduled once. Uh, I know. It's He's going to be good. <laughs> uh, look, <laughs> He's going to be good. We just don't want to blow our load too soon. And... Uh, I'm sure, you know, we could do a couple of episodes maybe with Mike, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's, so it, much it, good it, stuff. It, it's coming. It's coming. I feel like we could spend an entire episode talking about Brow Down, you know? The making I of I think we the could, aftermath. We could spend about 20 minutes. On 20 that. minutes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe not. <laughs> Three hours. You got more? <laughs> you got more? Hit it. Hey, guys. I uh, love the B team. Um, the only thing I got to say is... Uh, Omar, stop telling me what is freaking funny, man. I, I know what's funny. You don't need to keep telling us every five minutes. That's so funny, and that is hilarious, okay? Just just let me enjoy the damn show. <laughs> stop telling me what to do. That's funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, that's funny. So I just watched the B team, listened to the B team, and uh, never mind. <laughs> well, wait, what? Wait, did he watch us or uh, listen to us? I don't know. He's very confused. He's yeah, very Kevin-like. Hey guys, long time listener, just calling in to say I love Psycho Mike and I love that you featured the Hey There Vagina song that was hilarious. I never heard that before. And I miss him, so thanks. I love the B team. Bye. In what world have people not heard the Hey There Vagina song? God damn it. Um, I, you know, that was a moment in time that we played it really, really heavily. And if you didn't listen before or after, you didn't hear it. You know, I mean, the bastards. That's, that's reality. There. By the way, at the end of this episode, I have a very special track by uh, Mr. Kevin Ryder of the Kevin uh, and Bean Show. His oh. work has been good. Yeah. You got to stop giving away the secret tracks in the show. <laughs> this is a message for the B team. Question, Omar. You had neighbors you thought were dealing meth. Whatever happened? There was no follow up. How does this story end? Got to know. There's an update, guys. Oh, wait. First <laughs> of all, update, you yeah. narked out, right? You totally called the cops, right? Totally, yeah. yeah. I did. I did. I did. And uh, I don't know. I was never around if the cops showed up or not. I don't know. Um, but the they're out. They moved. Oh, really? Ooh. They're gone. They they. Uh, it's so funny that we got this Afro call because about five days ago, I don't know if they rent out the house or what happened, but we have new neighbors. So my old neighbors were a piece of. Garbage people, man. Okay. They would complain every single time I would have people over. And it's like, I have kids now. I'm not having yeah. ragers. You know what I mean? So uh, we live where we have an HOA. I got an email, uh, not email, I got a letter from the HOA saying, 
You guys are partying too hard. What? You guys, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, now I have uh, new neighbors, which I don't know if uh, it's a good or bad thing because they, uh, it looks like a prison yard in their backyard now because they have a bunch <laughs> of workout gear. Like a oh, ben- they no. have like a bench press back there. And uh, so that's the update. Um, I don't know if they were ever dealing meth or not, but um, yeah, they're out. So I'm very happy. And you, you live in a nice neighborhood. It's okay. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. You know, the Beverly Hills of the 909, as we like to call it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. I thought, I thought Upland was the Beverly Hills of the 909. Or Upland, whatever. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? It's one of those things that wherever you live in the 909, you call it the Beverly Hills oh, no. of the 909. Yeah, one of the sales guys here was from Claremont. He goes, oh, yeah, we're the Beverly Hills <laughs> yeah, of the 909. Yeah, exactly. Like, no. You know, unless you're from Fontana, because nobody could claim no. Fontana no. as the Beverly Hills of anything. That's Tucky Fon- right there. Fon- yeah, Fontana sucks. Um, Omar, what's the deal with Sam? He's the best. I know or he's the, the best, worst. but like what he's, happened this morning? He's the because, best. Because uh, when I was driving in, I caught just the tail end of him calling in, and I wasn't aware that he was going to be calling in. What? Why? What? I don't... Listen, listen, dickhead. Just, just, just... <laughs> Why am I just, the dickhead? Just f***ing listen to the magic. Why? Okay. Okay. Listen. Good morning. Are you on a speakerphone? No. <laughs> please, please get off the speakerphone, Sam. We can barely hear you. Omar, hold on. Oh, okay. Hold on. Omar. Yeah. What? All right. Can I tell you that when don't I don't butt in when Sam well, is well, hold on. well, when I spoke to Sam just before I put him on hold, I said, "Sam, you're on speaker. Get off speaker." He goes, picks up, goes, "Okay, I'm on speaker." I'm like, "Perfect." Put him on hold. That's what happened. He goes, "God, I hate phone. Sam. <laughs> I hate him so much." Oh, okay. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> and magic in the first five seconds, ladies. <laughs> we can barely hear you. Can you get off the speakerphone? It's off. It's not. You're still on the speakerphone. <laughs> Sam, pick up the phone and talk into it like a person. No, it's off, dude. Hello? How's that? <laughs> Much better. Now it's excellent. Oh my God. Your idea. All right. Now. Your idea. Yeah, it's my idea. All right. Can, can you help us out with what the punchline is to your snowman joke? Do you remember the joke, Sam? Yeah, I do. Wow. Surprising. Okay. All right. By the way, he has no clue. No he has no idea clue. what's going on. Well, wait, wait. Can He's you give clueless. me some backstory on this? Like, They're explaining it. Aren't you listening? <sighs> I thought there way too much pothead. <laughs> oh, that was a little too mean, huh? Yeah, I was like, you're, Come on. You're, you're a dick today. I don't know what's gone to you, Omar. I like Dicky Omar. <laughs> I thought there way too much pothead been smoked between then and now for you to recall the joke. All right, let me play it one more time, and then you tell us what the punchline is that we can't get. Why the snowman? Uh, the snowman couldn't melt in the sun because he had a harder. All right, because he had a harder. What What are you trying to tell us there, Sam? He had a hard. Uh, but, uh, okay, so that's so you're making a boner joke. Yeah, and that keeps the snowman f- from melting in the sun. Yeah, he had a hot. Right, we heard you. Right. <laughs> how would that work, though? I mean, how does that prevent him from getting hot based on being in the sun? He's made of frozen water. I am I am a human being hit by lightning in New York City, and I survived. That's why I'm the Armenian comedian. So if I survive with the lightning, so does the snowman survive not being melted by being a hard-on. Don't you get it? I'm just making a joke. I mean, um, <laughs> he just said, duh. 
Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, and I'm gonna say I still don't get it. Because you are not as smart enough as I am. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. He's on a whole different level. I do yeah. my yeah. best, but I just can't keep up with you. Look, it's been a long time since Sam's been this good. He's oh, my God. It's priceless. Yeah. He, Sam's a professional comedian. Right. We're, we're barely. That's you why know we're why call- I am like this? Because I was being sharpened like a prince in my youth. By the church, by the school, by the parents and my relatives and all the community, everybody love me. I see. They raised me up in the air like a hero. I see. They I raised... was a hero in my youth. <laughs> you were a hero in your youth? I don't think any of us knew that. Omar, I think uh, I think we need That's to call exciting, I'm a healer. No, I, I'm, I think a need healer. To I'm a barber. I'm a hairstylist. I'm a comedian. I'm a rock and roll bander. A rock and, and roll you guys don't bander. give a damn about me with, 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 to do a show in Las Vegas. I want to do a concert in Las Vegas. He's making demands now. <laughs> and nobody's going to do raise hell, and nobody's going to do shoot each other. And I, if I was those one of those families, I okay, would shoot. Sam, 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 take it easy. Uh, so you're saying if you were to go to Las Vegas and do your show, the city would become over, overcome with love, and nothing bad would happen, right? Nothing bad will happen okay. when I'm around. All right. All right. It's going to okay. get better. Watch. Well, um, <laughs> no. this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> I, really, I want to thank hey, you. Everybody must call me to get a haircut for the all the disaster that happened. This is my phone number, 815-516-2820. That's and not very smart. Team is really supportive. Uh, I'm getting yeah, a lot really of support so- for the fans. They miss me a lot, right. and you guys don't give a damn about me. I'm hired. I need a concert. <laughs> we called you. We called you, Sam. How come we don't care about you? We're the ones who just called you and put you on the radio. I know, but I need money. <laughs> I need money. To this is why I love you guys. This truly, you know this is why I love Sam because. Mm. He's had it with us. Yep. <laughs> That's the best thing that has ever happened. <laughs> Sam, I love you. I want to marry you. You you don't know what my wife is going to hell with me with all this, this nonsense that I do. I don't okay. know what that means. All right. Okay. <laughs> we're, out of, we're out of time this great time. Chat. But no, we'll call you. We'll call you again another no, time, though, Sam. We won't. Can we you, you are my hero. We're okay. your what? Heroes? You are my heroes. You I just said we don't give a damn about you, and you were right at that t- at that point. Okay. Okay. I, I love you guys. Um, I love all right. You guys. We, we love you too. Bye, Sam. Thanks for coming on. All right. All right. Oh, he's a f- genius. Yeah. No. He's a he's a comical genius. Terrible. Not See? on purpose. See how? Ah, uh, oh, man. I was on the fence with Sam. Seriously, I was like, oh, I don't know because I don't know. He 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 was just. I don't know. I was, I, I was about to give up on Sam. Dude, he's, no. the, he's the gift that keeps on giving right oh, there. I'm, no, nope, I'm so on board now. He's bad. He's, here's the thing with Sam, though, is that he truly is. He's pissed because he feels like he's been kicked to the curb. After all these years, Kevin and me just call him every great once in a while. And he feels like his career should be at the point where he's headlining concerts. Headlining um, April Foolishness, things but, like that. But here's the he thing. He did headline is April that, Foolishness. Well, Kevin and Bean, have we ever, has he ever made a dime for being on Kevin and Bean? No. 
then why does he assume that it's going to happen now after being on the show for over 15 years? That's what it's so like it boggles 15, the mind. Probably longer. Yeah, dude. Was almost, he longer? Yes. Probably closer to 20 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, like, how could a guy keep going back to that well if that well is dry and it's, it's, it's never been, there's if, never been water in that well. Because if you keep digging, you might hit water. I don't get it. Man. No. I, I just don't get That's it. That's why no. he keeps going. Let's ask him. I don't know. <laughs> Let's, Let's call ask him. Did I misdial? Oh, no, there, there it is. is. Sorry, folks. I know you hate Sam, but we love him. Don't fast forward, though. This could be good. <laughs> Support from the B team. What? Yeah. By the way, when I called him, he didn't pick up the first time. Really? And I go, you know, I just spoke with him 10 minutes earlier. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. This is one of my friends. Uh, yeah. How's it going, Sam? How are you? Uh, you want a joke? Yeah, sure. <laughs> what time did Trump say to Barack Obama? Can't you see that I'm talking aloud? I want to sit in your place. Go, go. Oh my! Right. Oh my! Thanks, Sam. I think uh, he thought we were a listener. Oh my god! He thought we were. He thought we were a fan oh, calling in. Oh my what god! What's wrong He's with that best. man? He's the yeah. best. He's the best. He is the best. All right, let's get in some email, guys. Yeah. Oh, baby, baby, we're gonna check the inbox. Baby, baby, we're not talking fart box. Baby, baby, we're not talking cat's box. Baby, baby, we're gonna check the inbox. First one, it comes from Horatio Garcia. He says, uh, whenever Ralph does an impression of Bean, he always does a high-pitched stutter at the beginning of whatever his Bean is about to say. However, unless I've grown numb to his ways, I don't think I've ever actually heard Bean talk like that. Why does Ralph imitate Bean like that? So he says, like, uh, what, 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 why don't I? Do you have have a clip of uh, (laughs) Ralph doing Bean? I just found out my wife has a Spider-Man toothbrush. It even sticks to the wall. <laughs> I guys, do we know why does it's, Ralph just? Uh, well, Bean I, does I stutter it, when, it, when, he, yeah. when he does. That's where that's where that stems from. Is that Bean will 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 answer a question like that, and uh, everything else is just kind of like you know for comic effect. I think you know you 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 overemphasize everything to be funny. Right. You know I mean, that's the only explanation I have. Ralph just being funny. funny. Yeah, right. it's super yeah. funny, yeah. Next one comes from uh, Joel Santos. Any thoughts on possibly doing a taping of the B team with an audience? Oh, that's interesting. Hells yeah. We'd love to. I would love to see that. I would like to get uh, people to just to quickly email and see if there's any interest in that before we do anything. I'm not saying do we're going to I mean? do anything. I'm just saying no, we'd love no, to, no, though. No, 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 no. But I'm saying if there's any interest out there. You know what I mean? Because what if we. F- you know, go down to the Talleyrand, and it's just us. <laughs> you know what I mean? That <laughs> what, would still you know be awesome. I mean? <laughs> uh, get, a, get, a, get a bunch of blue hairs watching. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if there's any interest in that. If you want to see us live. I mean, uh, we would we would definitely, you know, spice up the show. You know, we would definitely have Armenian comedian there. So Maybe we'll bring uh, my, No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, so we totally, have totally, totally no, have, have Sam, Sam there. We oh, cannot have Sam there. Oh, then I'm not doing it. You guys will have fun <laughs> doing your little live episode. Uh, we, we would have Sam, and I no, would say I think we would have, like, a cycle mic there. Dirt and, you know, Oh. We would, oh, we would have Sam dog. in a, cl- a clown outfit. 
Oh, he could sure. just be, Mr. Clown. He, he could just be doing b- balloon animals for the crowd all day. Okay? Yeah, 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 bring yeah. the kids. That's yeah. perfect. That's so, perfect. Well, but I would like to see you know, kind of like get a feel if you guys want to email us at uh, the King of Mexico. Is it King of Mexico or the King of Mexico? I always get it wrong. It's King of Mexico. King of Mexico at krock.com, yeah. lightningkrock.com, or omarkrock.com, and see if you guys have any interest in going to to see uh, a live show. I guess a live would be would be interesting. Like, it's crazy because I watch Ralph and Kevin Smith at the Improv or wherever they're doing the show. Thousand people show up to see those guys. So, granted, yeah. it's Ralph and it's Kevin Smith. Right. I get that, and it's and it's amazing. And I just can't picture us do. I would love to do it. I can't picture us pulling those kind of. people. Oh, we could do no. it. I it mean, won't no, be good. It would, it would right. be for like ten people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But yeah. So here's yeah. another one from Nathan. Nathan says, uh, "Listening to episode twelve, and I was thinking, I don't know how the beer mug I know from on the air could ever get Nicole Alvarez that I know on the air." I realize in real life, you guys are not the people that I hear over the air. Do you make, um, do people make assumptions about you when they meet you? Have people pe- that the, f- me? What? <laughs> Something about. So I think the question was. I'm not leaving any of that in. I'm seriously. I'm no, editing no, all that stuff out. No, leave that yeah. in. It's, I'm editing that's out. hilarious. No, it's not. The, the, hilarious. What the emailer is These asking. Are up is not no, funny. no, it is. F- Oh, I can't read this. I crumpled my note here. No, <laughs> the emailer is well, asking. What he's trying to ask is like, how could Beer Mug ever get Nicole Alvarez? Is Beer Mug a totally different person than he is on the radio? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And then he asks, you, are you feel, guys. Feel free to rewrite that email. I wanted there. to. I, I, I wanted Nathan to hear me recreate his email. And go, wow, I really wrote that. Well, and I just. Nathan, yeah, Nathan, it. you need to rewrite that. Yeah. yeah. Um. The answer, um, in my opinion, is that beer mug is beer mug, and what you hear on the radio is beer mug. However, Kevin and Bean skew it th- their way. Do you know what I mean? So uh, they don't know what you mean. Uh, I, I say, do you know? Do you know what I mean a lot? <laughs> too? Yes. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Beer mug is a really beer nice mug, guy. Beer mug is beer mug. What you hear on the radio is beer mug, but it's only a part of beer mug. You don't get the entire yeah. person. Like so. for, for example, he's a very nice guy and he's kind of charming. But when he tries to do these interviews, he tries to incorporate it, and he just comes off a little dopey. You know, a and, little, <laughs> well, a lot dopey. Add you know, uh, add some. Some editing, and he's even dopier. But yes, that's the beer mug, and that's the beer mug that Nicole fell in love with. And, and there's nothing wrong. There's with nothing that. wrong with like, it. Yeah, you know. And for the most part, we are as we are on air. Yeah, there's no persona. You know? Yeah, there's, 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 there's no, no like, fake... hey, I'm DJ Omar Khan. Kind of. I mean, from the podcast, you guys can tell that this is <laughs> what, how we how we're talking now is how we speak on 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 the air on Kevin Bean. So. Yeah. So yeah. no. So no, we're the same. We're us. No, no, because in real life, I'm much better reader. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to uh, call Mr. Mark Davis. Who that? So Dave, Mark Davis was my former roommate yeah. up in there in, uh, in the Valley for a couple of years. One Mark bed. Davis, you might know from hits such as playing Bob Hope, Paul, Ooh. the 55-year-old intern, Shakespeare man, and he is currently today Richard Cheese. And lounge against the machine. Richard Cheese and lounge against the machine. Correct. Let's, uh, let's dial and smile here. Get uh, I stole that from Bean, I think. I got to get rid of that. Dial and smile. I've dial and heard, smile. I've never heard Bean say that. Yeah, he does. Mm. You're numb to it. Yeah. Calling Mark Davis. Hello. Mr. Mark Davis, how you doing? Oh, crap. I should probably start recording, right? Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me get this. Oh. <sighs> That's so funny. complicated. 
Testing one, two, three. Okay. You got it? Uh, I think so. Mark, hey, Mark. Mark. Uh, wait, we hey. can't say it all at once? <laughs> yeah, on. that works great. <laughs> Unison. Let's try it again. Hey, Mark. Hey. <laughs> Mark Davis. Oh, we are a disaster. All right. So for those of you that don't know, Mark Davis was a big part of the Kevin and Bean show in the 90s. Mark, when did you start working with Kevin and Bean? Where'd you come from? What's the story there? Uh, who is this again? God damn it. <laughs> Lightning, Omar, and Dave. Stop it. Oh, yeah. Um, I started on the Kevin and Bean show in, I think, 92 or 3. Um, I had known both Kevin and Bean from a radio station in Phoenix we had all worked at in the late 80s. And when they moved out to L.A., I think they got out here in 90. And I moved out to L.A. around then, and I started working for them in 92. So I was the... Morning show, creative projects producer. I think that's what I convinced them to put. That's on the my most bogus card. title ever. Absolutely. So, what were you in charge of? Uh, doing voices, writing scripts. Well, I started out sort of to be a helper, just to help organize the show, like an actual producer for the flow and the scheduling and booking guests and you know coordinating all the stuff on the air. You didn't book and any guests, Mark. No, but I mean, like, when the guests would get there, I would be, like, in charge of, like, making sure the microphone was on. I was, like, the guy in the studio. Basically, the lightning before lightning was there all the time. Were right. you there all the time? I was there. I predated you, yes. But, yeah. I don't remember. I, I don't remember you being there at all. Yeah. yeah <laughs> what a dick. Uh, I know. So but then Mark, Mark, once you, I was. You quickly became the, the funny guy, right? You, you quickly became the go-to guy for the voices. Like, when did that happen and how fast? Um, well, we were sitting around just joking around off the air, and I was doing an impression of a guy that we all used to work with in Phoenix. His name was Paul Talbot, and he was a sales guy at the radio station we worked at in Phoenix. And I was doing my impression of him. And Kevin Amin said, you should do that voice on the air and we should have you be a character on the show. And that's when I started doing Paul, the 55-year-old intern. Because at the time, I was 27, 28, but the voice sounded like an old guy. And so I just started doing the voice of Paul as this 55-year-old intern at K-Rock who loved Frank Sinatra and hated all the K-Rock music. <laughs> That's but he, he, for some reason, needed a job at this radio station. So that character became a regular thing, and then I started doing a weekly entertainment report on Fridays, and then... Now, before would, this, uh, was this your first venture into doing, like, a building a character and doing voices, or did well, you... Well, I had done a, a little bit of it at the radio station in Phoenix, but certainly Los Angeles was the big league. Right. So it was kind of, you know, a much bigger uh, opportunity. But, I, you know, I'm not necessarily trained in any one thing. I just was sort of a comedian slash writer slash radio right. guy. And it just happened to be that that particular day they were like, yeah, let's try and do this character. And that's how Paul, the 55-year-old intern, started. So, um, Omar, you know, they... Omar, let's let's play a piece of Paul right here. Sure. Those who weren't listening earlier, uh, we were tipped off uh, by an article some time ago that we didn't have, and listeners confirmed today that today at 9.35 a.m. Los Angeles time, all one billion Chinese in a countdown on their national radio are going to jump up in the air and try to throw the Earth out of orbit. 
All right. Hey, Paul, you still out there? Thank you, Kevin and Bean. I'm live at the People's Republic of China Consulate General Office. I'm deep in the bowels of the embassy, right here in the heart of downtown Los Angeles, at the corner of Vermont and Fifth. Now, as I explained it earlier, over 1.7 billion people in China, after some intense Chisenbach computations, I've calculated that we need exactly eight obese Los Angelinos <laughs> to counteract the, the evil effect. So we just have really a few minutes to forget what you're doing right now, especially if you're 200 pounds or over, and get down there to the Chinese consulate to save the planet. Our planet teeters on its delicate axis. Two world superpowers, China and the U.S., poised to hop. <laughs> how many people do you have there ready to jump? I've got about 12 people standing here. I've got Perfect. Mike. Mike, how much do you weigh, sir? Uh, 285. Yes! And, uh, David, how much do you weigh, sir? 300 pounds. Yes! 300 pounds. I've got five other gentlemen and a large, uh, there's a woman in a, a floral dress, ma'am. Hello. Can you can you hear me? Come on in. You about, She's about 360. Yes! I'm uh, telling you, we need her on our side. Now, give me the countdown, Kevin and Bean. All right, 15, 15 seconds. seconds right out. All right, done deal. 10, now, We're all going to jump nine, when I get to one, eight, okay, boys? 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Save the planet, he shouted. Oh, my God, Kevin and Bean, it's like a Toyota commercial. Everyone leaping in the air saying, oh, what a feeling, as the Earth is saved from certain death and destruction. Paul, I think you saved the world. Mission accomplished, people! <laughs> what, are, what, what, are, what are your funny. fond memories of that character, Mark? Wow, just hearing that tape, I haven't heard that since it aired. And I vividly remember being in the Chinese embassy downtown with a bunch of fat guys. <laughs> <laughs> that is That's hilarious. crazy. I, I just, there was a reference to Chisenbop in that. I have no idea how I, I knew what that was. I don't even know you what guys that is. <laughs> I know. Google it. It's yeah. amazing. But um, I, I don't know. You know, we did so many crazy things during the years I was there where we would just go and do live remotes from places or, you know, we would sneak into things like this is pre 9-11. So it was pretty easy to sneak into stuff. We snuck into the Oscars with hidden tape recorders in our clothes. We'd sneak into the Grammys. We crashed people's uh, parties. And um, it was really a lot of fun. And I, at the time, I don't think anyone was really doing that. I think Kevin and Bean really pioneered the going out live remote kind of stuff. Right in LA and it was a lot of fun. How is it uh you were you were roommates with Mr. Uh, Lightning here. Yeah. <laughs> How was yeah, that? Yeah, that was that was a dream. Oh, <laughs> what a yeah, come on now. Now we lived in two different uh two different condos in the same complex and the first one was kind of regular. The second one we moved into was uh Black carpet, black ceilings, red walls and all mirrored and it was a former home of a uh, porn producer. Wasn't that correct, Mark? I, you know, I never knew what that guy did. If if it was porn, it wouldn't surprise me a bit. I, I will say that um, Jay w would always leave his wa clothes in the washer without putting them in the dryer. Oh. That was the big, the you big that conflict. moldy smell. No, well, no, it didn't smell. smell. It just was. F how am I supposed to do my laundry if it? So yeah. that was a big sticking a point. Dick. Other than that, we got a lot fine. But I will say that one time, you know, there was a neighbor in our complex who. They had sex really loud with their windows open. And apparently it was so loud that it was waking up Jay because he was on that side of the building. <laughs> oh, so yeah, they had Michael, the maintenance man. Michael, the maintenance man came out with a megaphone to where we lived and walked through the hallway, the breezeway, <laughs> and shouted up with this megaphone at this people. 
stop having sex so loud. <laughs> and it was really not not a good idea for us because that's where we lived. <laughs> but it made a great bit on the radio. That's funny. I forgot um, about that. Like, we were willing to do anything for a bit. And I think still yeah. are to this day. You know, it didn't matter if it got us in personal hot water or not. But, like, with, with family and friends, we just would, would do whatever. And uh, yeah, Mark. I eventually moved out of the place because Mark started finding me for when I would leave my my clothes in the uh, in the dryer or in the, in the washing machine. Like I'm going to charge you fifteen dollars the next time I see your your clothes. So I walked in one morning, and uh, and the clothes were still in there. And he goes, uh, fifteen dollars. And I go, uh, well, I'm going to move out. And I moved out. Yeah, oh, that's funny. I he moved out. Moved out. Yeah. And he should have, and he did, and uh, thank God, because that's when the orgy started. <laughs> that's when the good times began. Now, one of, yep. my favorite, one of my favorite characters, Mark, that you did in those years was Bob Hope. Now, Bob Hope, no one really knows who he is today, but Bob Hope was one of the most famous legendary comedians of all time and had uh, telethons and talk shows, and, and he was just, he was everywhere always, Bob Hope, and, and you did an impeccable Bob Hope. Play a little of this, Omar. Now, Mr. Hope, are you even aware that you had a birthday yesterday? Yeah, you know, I got some golf balls from Gerald Ford, you know. And oh, my forehead you... still hurts, you know. <laughs> Hang on. Larry, we should try my forehead, you know. See, because Gerald Ford used to golf badly and hit people in the stands. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got did... one of my riders over here, you know. Yeah, yeah we can tell. Did you, uh, did, you do, did you do anything special to celebrate your birthday yesterday? Did you and Dolores go out to eat or anything? Or yeah, you sit one around time the... I was on the deck of the USS Independence, you know. We were parked 60 miles off the coast of Ho Chi Minh, and I mean Ho, you know. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Did you oh, do it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we do, but we think. I think the question was, did you do anything to celebrate your birthday yesterday? Yeah, when it was Kate. my 34th birthday, you know, we were stationed by the Rhine with some troops from the old Grey Mare, you know. So Jerry Colonna opens up a can of mustache wax, you know. And the next thing I know, here a heater surrenders. Jimmy Stewart becomes your brigadier general, and I'm drinking kamikazes at Alina Horn's belly button, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Did you, hey, uh, this morning, I took a bath with my Miffy doll. With your what doll? Who that's so classic. Uh, I love that. Mark, Mark, did you ever hear from Bob or like anyone from Bob's camp? No, uh, you know, I don't think that he knew or ever heard about it. And he died soon after. Like he died when he was a hundred, and that was what in two thousand four. But um, when that character started, it was primarily because. Bob Hope was literally making public appearances around Los Angeles, completely senile, completely (laughs) out of it. Like on TV, he would just ramble, and it was sad, but it was hilarious. Yeah, I got exposed to your to your character when I was writing Best of, and I remember one of your funniest lines was towards the end of the bit. You're all, "What's that?" And then you're like. When I say what's that? What am I saying? Like, like, it was just hilarious, man. It was just well, what's so so crazy? The reason we said what's that is because one time prior to working at K-Rock, I had gone out and interviewed Bob Hope with a friend of mine. You know who Will Kohlschreiber is? He's one of the helicopter pilots for Channel uh, for KNX 1070 Radio. Oh, okay. Tra- yeah. He's like a traffic guy. Right. So at the time, he and I worked at the same radio company, and he got to interview Bob Hope. So I was like, yeah, I'll go with. So we went to Bob Hope's house in Toluca Lake, and he's right there, and he sits in an office with us, and he answers all these questions. Wow. But – he was really hard of hearing. So he kept on saying, what's that? What's that? What's that? And you'd have to repeat so your question. We'd be like, 
what do you think of Jay Leno? And then he would say, what's that? All the time. And so I started using that what's that in this character. And the best part was that because he was crazy, I could just write ridiculous stuff that made no sense, pull up the most obscure show business references, and it was hilarious. Yeah, it was just so ignore fun. Kevin and Bean's question and just go on to whatever you have uh, written. That's awesome. Yeah, it was that. actually as a as a performer, it's the greatest character because you don't even have to listen to the other actors right. in, in the skit. <laughs> you just keep going. Now, Mark, you have a CD with all your Bob Hope impressions, right? Yeah, it's actually just a digital album, and it's free. You just download it. If you go to markjonathandavis.com, there's a link to it. And it's called This Is Bob, the best of Mark Jonathan Davis as Bob Hope on the Kevin and Bean K-Rock show. Oh, wow. And there's like an hour, I don't know, almost two hours of these calls that I just pulled off tapes and put up there. And they still crack me up. <laughs> and it's just, it's fun because Kevin and Bean, when they laugh, that's like a really great achievement when yeah. you can get them to laugh. That's how it always has been. Like a they're genuine the, laugh. It always yeah. yeah, they're yeah. the straight men on the show and you want to make them laugh. That's part <laughs> of the gig. And you know, that's why uh, what's so great is when you listen to Ralph, for example, now he, he kills them. And yeah. it's just, that's what's so enjoyable about the show is that you get to hear people trying to get Kevin and me to laugh. One of your best characters was Shakespeare Man. I mean, oh, yeah. Shakespeare Man would have me, Omar, Dave, I'm not joking, I couldn't operate the board after, hmm. after Mark would do Shakespeare Man. I would be absolutely crying. So where I couldn't see the board, <laughs> I want you to play a clip of uh, Shakespeare Man. <clears throat> yes, Shakespeare Man, you're here again to uh, give us a dramatic reading of some lyrics. Yes. What song are you going to uh, do today? I will be performing a song. Which song will you be performing today? <laughs> Pardon me? <laughs> what are you doing? What's the number today? Oh. I yellow, speak a Shakespeare man. <laughs> yellow Leadbetter. Ah, the Pearl Jam tune. Very good. See, now this is going to be good because it's very difficult to understand some of these words. And with your dramatic reading, we'll all know what the song says. By Pearl Jam. Right, we, right, we got that. <laughs> yellow Leadbetter. Go ahead. <clears throat> a dramatic reading <laughs> of Yellow Leadbetter. I'm going to punch you right in the stomach. <laughs> I've about had it with you. Written by Edward Vedder. <clears throat> right. <laughs> On the ceiling! Is a boy's piñata of Tarzan. Oh, it does not. It does not say it that. It doesn't say <clears> that. <throat> Those aren't the words. Vagisil! <laughs> I want a wee-wee again. <laughs> Once I saw her on a beach. Oh, with her horses. Corvette Summer. <laughs> I want to leave it again. The, Mar the Mark uh, Hamill movie? <laughs> This, uh, this is not making sense. I don't think these are the real words. So on a wheat thin. <laughs> on a wheat thin. What was that? I'm sorry. I did not catch that. And I call 911. <laughs> and a wolf has a hat. <laughs> and it's cold out again. Now, maybe an old Bob Dylan song, but this is not Pearl Jam. In the willow. What was that? On a John Deere harvester combine. <laughs> if we play this tape backward, will we get the lyrics? <laughs> Can't you see them? Round the blue whale, and I knew, and I knew that I knew what. Now, what is that? Is that because you couldn't understand it either? <laughs> yes, it is. That's exactly what it is. I knew. Hello. 
The rat. <laughs> I, Thank that you. was good. Very nice. I know, I know fewer words Thank to yellow lead better than before you walked in today. I'm glad it's all clear now. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Shakespeare man. <laughs> oh, you. Mark. Damn, I was I was tearing up right there. Damn, that's funny. That's good stuff, man. We were so lucky because that was a great time in music when there were so many ridiculous songs with ridiculous lyrics. And so Shakespeare Man would just pick these K-Rock songs that were so stupid right? and read them as if they were really serious <laughs> literature. I dressed up as Shakespeare Man. Like, I put on this ridiculous Shakespearean <laughs> costume and performed the Oscar Mayer Wiener song at the Weenie Roast. And, you know, this was big time for me because I had never performed in front of a big crowd like that. It was like, how many people fit in Irvine Amphitheater? Was it 18,000 people or yep. something? Yep. So that was nuts. Now, what happened, so, uh, I, you know, I know you uh, moved and, you know, I mean, you did Richard uh, and Lounge Against the Machine. What, what, is, that, is that why you left Kevin and Bean to pursue that or? No, um, you know, the, the reason I left the Kevin and Bean show is because it was too f***ing early in the morning. It's uh, like yeah. you had to get there at six or even five or I guess if you're Kevin, you get there at seven. But, um, <laughs> You know, I was really tired of working on mornings, and so I decided to try and, you know, not get up early and see if I could have a happy social life. And it turned out that uh, everyone else in the world gets up at, like, 8. Right. So it was a lot better. I actually started getting into TV writing, and I started doing advertising commercials and announcing and voiceover, and that's why I sort of left full-time on the morning show. But I still did Bob Hope up until... Bob Hope died. I was still doing stuff on the show, and I also used to call in and do Lieutenant Sulu before oh. Ralph started doing Lieutenant Sulu. How could you forget that lady? Ah. What the hell? Yeah, I, and I, I actually that's how, that was oh freaking God. hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, I started doing uh, Lieutenant Sulu singing, and I made this whole album called Phaser Rock, where Lieutenant Sulu <laughs> sings songs, and then right when he gets to the word fire in the lyrics. He blows up the song. So oh, that's hilarious. That's, that's also on my website. This is Lieutenant Sulu of the Starship Enterprise with The Doors. You know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar. If I was to say to you, Uhura, we couldn't get much higher. Come on, baby, light my fire. <laughs> I left the morning show in about 94, and then I didn't start Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine until 2000. Oh, wow. So during that six years, I was just pretty much broke. I'm still broke. <laughs> <laughs> but you were the, like the voice of NBC doing all the jingles and stuff, right? Like, Yeah, uh, I used to do uh, jingles for must-see TV. That was in the late 90s, and um, I used to do... But I ended up starting this Richard Cheese thing completely on a on a whim. I just decided to record this album of lounge versions of K-Rock songs. And it really originated with Paul, the 55-year-old intern, because I had done a song for K-Rock called Paul on 45, which was Paul, the 55-year-old intern, singing K-Rock songs in a Frank Sinatra style. Now, didn't you come out so, on stage with Tony Bennett at one point? Yeah, and uh, I, I performed the Paul on 45 song once at um, a weenie roast. And then, for some reason, Tony Bennett was playing at Acoustic Christmas one year. He had just had a resurgence in his career, and K-Rock had him on. And I went up to him backstage, and I said, 
can I sing a song with you as Paul? Because, you know, Paul, the 55-year-old intern, loved Tony Bennett. And Tony Bennett was like, yeah, sure, that'd be great. We'd love it. <laughs> and he said, you know, do you know I'll be home for Christmas? And I was like, no, I don't, because I didn't know that song. How many people know that song? So he was like, ah, it'll be easy. It'll be fine. And that's all he told me. And so I dressed up. I was dressed up in a Santa Claus outfit so that no one would know that I was a 28-year-old guy. And he calls me out. He goes, hey, it's my great friend Paul. And I come out, and I'm singing on stage with Tony Bennett. <laughs> and I, I didn't know the words. So I just, like, hummed along and hit the choruses with him. It was wow. super surreal. That song and, ended know, up being on one of our Kevin and Bean Christmas CDs as well, I believe. Yeah. And, and you know, that was the whole thing about K-Rock is that Every morning, almost, all of a sudden, you were in the room with one of the most famous people in the world. And that happened constantly. Like, I was in a room with Cindy Crawford as she sucked a candy cane for our Christmas album. And, you know, I was at the Oscars with a tape recorder in my pants, sitting next to Steven Spielberg and Kate Capshaw. <laughs> like, that kind of stuff happened. That was my job. That's great. It was crazy. And now your job is Richard Cheese. Play a little Richard Cheese for us, uh, Omar, over there. I want you to notice when I'm not here. You're so freaking special. I wish I was special. But I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. What the heck am I doing here? I don't belong here. Whistle solo. <laughs> <laughs> what else That's you got over there? awesome. That's great. So let's play Dude, this. look at all your stuff on Spotify. Oh, uh, yeah. Smooth. Is this... Oh, yeah. Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, no. <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> let's play just a second with Mark. <laughs> so good. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new invention Something grabs a hold of me tightly I flow like a harpoon daily and nightly Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't <laughs> Did you ever think it was going to get as big as it did? Well, first of all, it didn't get big. I mean, <laughs> really? The Richard Cheese Band has been a novelty niche thing ever since it started, and it's still just a kind of a an acquired taste that very few people even know about it. Yeah, I don't rem and I don't know if you remember but we de uh, I DJ'd a Christmas party where you played as Richard right. in Lounge Against the Machine. Right, cuz I got you that gig, and right? The machine. No, now I'm just Damn. doing it on purpose. <laughs> hey, Mark. Okay, Mar. <laughs> <laughs> it is so big. I like big butts and I cannot mind. You are the brothers can't deny. That's hilarious. And then then yeah. you go on and you did Bobby Aloha. Oahu. Oh my god. Bobby. Do you do you have <laughs> Bobby Aloha? The internet? No. No, it's Johnny Aloha. Oh, Johnny Aloha. <laughs> I knew it was something. <laughs> 
what you. I, you I knew what you were talking you about. Think but I, I was do, leaving do, you hanging. You think I do any research for this? Are you uh, kidding well, me? I just. Podcast, I mean, Mark. how do you hold a job if you can't even name the? I mean, you called and said, "Let's interview Mark Davis." About what, Bobby Aloha and Richard? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I started the Richard Cheese thing and we put out, I don't know, this will be our 20th album that's coming out next wow. week. Wow. Um, and then I also did this Hawaiian album, which is Bobby lounge Aloha. versions. Hawaiian, yeah, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Hawaiian. <laughs> just, call it, just call him Bobby Pineapple. <laughs> but um, it was Hawaiian music versions of K-Rock song so that was cool so it's been nuts and uh the new album is called licensed to spill and it comes out uh next week so mark overall your time back at the radio station here the 90s you look back at it as like wow it was really special or thank god it's over oh it was great i mean it, it was honestly the most fun job i'd ever had and that i could ever have and if the hours were a little better, I would have kept doing it. Isn't it insane, you know? Omar, that he really, because I was his roommate at this point, and he was a night owl, and he really did leave this job because he couldn't take getting up at 4.45 in the morning. Pussy. Legit. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that yeah, was his, that's that was crazy. his well, reason. If they were paying me Kevin and Bean money, maybe I could have done it. Yeah. But yeah. No, look, after dude, a while, we've been I was doing this for like, a long time, and it sucks every day getting up. Yeah, so and, and, and God bless you for doing it. It's important that there are morning show guys I just wasn't the right guy for that. And now in my Richard Cheese band, you know, my hours are exactly the way, the hours I want. I literally don't start work until a show at 8 p.m. Take us take us out, Mark, with some uh, some Sulu, please. <laughs> a headboard factor four. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Well, thanks, right. Mark. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you, guys. And, uh, I appreciate through. it. Look up Richard Cheese online, guys. Are Kevin and Bean still on the air? Do they still do the show? Uh, yeah, 106.7. In L.A. Hmm. Here, yes. Had not heard of that. Yeah. I will have to look it up. <laughs> Thank you. Cool, man. All Later. right. Good luck, fellas. Thanks. Thanks, dude. All right, guys. Well, I'm tired, and I got to go back to work. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm definitely spent, and I'm sick. I cannot suck down another one of these, uh, yeah, one of these lozenges here. I saw you sucking them all day. Throwing them Tell down. <sighs> Woo. Email us, guys. Leave an afro for us. 323-520-AFRO. That's 2376. The Afro Lock. It's the B Team. The B Team. Yeah! The B Team. The B Team. Oh, that's right. The B Team. Baby! Mmm. I gotta go to the bathroom. Just wait till I think Omar's got something right here. I do have something. This is, the, this is like the only thing I care about. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out of my mouth, it's like baby talk. Read my lips. Roger Ebert sounds better, and he's got no jaw. I don't really care about grammar. I just make noises. Look at my sexy attire. I talk like a suck on a pacifier. Like a rooter off I act cool. And I can't sing. I'm not sure if I speak English. But who cares? I'm talking that. I sound like Dick Clark. Wait, he gargles. Homicide's in my name, bitch. I'm really lame, rich, and famous. I'm gonna cut to the chase, kid. I don't have looks to compensate with. I make boners go away quick. Make you sick when I'm auto-tune. Is how I 
Is a really good Kesha. You need to watch the video. Where's the video, Dave? YouTube. Kevin as Kesha is. What, what did they look up? What's it under? Do you remember on YouTube? Uh, it's, it's not Kevin as Kesha. What is it? It's just blah blah. Search blah blah blah. Like K Rock uh, blah YouTube. blah blah. Make sure you watch it with your pants down. Uh, what, is, what was the song called? Uh, I don't know. Ba- I don't, I don't baby remember. talk. Baby talk. Baby yeah. talk. Yeah. Yeah. Are we still talking? Were you still recording all day, Omar? Yes. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Stop. What, what it's, I, we're done. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bye.